Hi, my name is Frank Burns. Welcome to Frank Bible Truth. Let me be frank with you. Today I want to talk about a question that we often get that, that really makes you think about your faith. And the question really comes like this. It's in some form, some variation, but it's the same question. Who is Jesus and why does he matter? Well, at Remnant, we run a homeless cafe. I want to tell you about a friend of mine. I spoke with him this morning and he gave me permission to share his story with you. He lived on the streets, but he came from a dysfunctional family. He, he, he never really got along with his brothers and sisters. He, his parents were dirt poor, never really had a job. He, he worked for his dad when his dad needed help, but before he was really grown up, his dad died. You know these kind of people, right? It's almost like they never had a chance. He was the oldest son, so of course he had to change his plans when his dad died. A lot of responsibility for the home fell on him. Rather than marry, he, he stayed at home to help his mother and family. Grew up in a small, insignificant town, and he was in the worst part of town. He was a nobody, in a nowhere town, really going nowhere. For the most part, he stayed to himself. He was super bright, but he, he seemed to downplay it. He could have continued learning in school, but instead he just kind of walked away from it. He seemed a bit odd, smarter than everybody it seemed, but still living at home with mom, kind of a mama's boy. He was very pleasant, everybody liked him. But at times he just seemed to be lost in thought. Eventually he decided that he needed to go out and see part of the world, but with no money all he could do was just start walking. So he left and started walking from place to place. He was homeless, but he was used to being poor and never really had anything he'd call his own. Didn't seem to bother him much. All his friends were homeless too. They just wandered from place to place, eating what they could find, sleeping out in the open. Grown men shouldn't be hanging out together like that. They were likely up to no good, people said. A lot of people thought his real problem was mental illness. Sometimes what he said didn't make a lot of sense. One time when it got really bad, his mother brought his brothers with her and essentially tried to commit him. They thought his delusions had gone far enough. He got out of it by basically saying they weren't his family anymore. Couldn't really take medicine for mental illness back when he lived. He, he lived a bit before that kind of treatment was available. In his time, mental illness was more of a curse than a disease. Those who were mentally ill always seemed to end up on the streets right where he was. Many places where he went, like all the homeless people, he was treated poorly. People saw them as unimportant, unproductive, and really without any potential. They were a lot like people with diseases. Nobody really wanted to be around them. Not only that, but people who hung out with him never really amounted to much either. He seemed to have attracted a bunch of friends who were truthfully seemed to be losers. Very quickly after leaving home and heading out to the streets, his delusions got worse. Some people said he had a God complex began telling people that not only did he talk to and hear God's voice, obviously more hallucinations and delusions, they said, but he began to hint to people he actually thought he was God. It got worse, people said. His friends started to believe him too. They too developed his Messiah complex. They said he wasn't born of man, but his father was God. He must have brainwashed them, people said. They said that he must have been drunk with alcohol or worse. He went from town to town telling his stories and Almost everywhere he went, people started to believe him. 
he gathered such a following that the leaders of the church began to follow him and tried to silence him. He was misleading a lot of people, they said. Over time, it looked like his illness seemed to get worse and worse. At one point, he told the disciples if they truly followed him, they'd have to eat his body and drink his blood. He told them if they weren't willing to die for him that they didn't truly love him or deserve to follow him. He took them to places where respectable men shouldn't really go. His crazy story stirred up every town that he went to, but everything always went crazy when he came to a place of worship. He kept calling God my father and claimed to be from heaven. Yet everybody knew his mother was Mary. Everybody knows because honestly, he was born a bastard child. His parents weren't married. Rumor has it that his dad was furious when he found out that his mother had been sleeping around on him and got pregnant. Somehow his mother convinced his dad that the birth was miraculous. And his dad actually bought it. They said he should have divorced her and had her killed, but instead he loved her and took this child, my friend, to be his own. Probably in the end it put so much stress on him that he just died at a young age. Maybe that's why my friend seemed to have a fascination with death. He actually seemed preoccupied with it. Talked about it all the time. He even said that people would eventually kill him. Not that hard to predict. The church leaders wanted to. All day long he'd tell his buddies his brainwashed stories about how they should be devoted to him and even, get this, worship him. That's what people said. Eventually the church leaders had enough. He was claiming to be God and almost daring them to do something about it. They had to protect the church. He was becoming hugely popular. But his popularity is with nobodies. It was with the poor and the widows and the homeless and the outcast and the disease and the mentally ill that seemed to fall for him. People said they were so ignorant and so gullible they didn't know any better. These people started following him around and began to believe the stuff he was saying. Church leaders said he was a Satan worshiper. They should know. They said they have these secret rituals where his followers sacrifice people and then eat their body and drink their blood and some places run him out of town and try to stone him. His teachings made no sense to a lot of people and he seemed to like it that way. He said he speaks in stories so people will not understand him. Said his teachings don't come from this world. People said he was certifiable. Finally, the church leaders took care of this. He was becoming a real problem. They tried to correct him, but he just kept going on with his delusions and the people were getting upset. So they really had no choice. According to the law, he was claiming to be God and they had to kill him. He made them do it. In fact, it seems he wanted them to do it. He didn't even put up a fight. It was like he wanted to be executed, crucified of all things. Everything he said and did at his trial was crazy, like he wanted to die. Some people just have a martyr complex, I guess. He ended up just like all the other people who thought they were the Messiah. Couldn't really treat those people. They're too far gone in their delusions of grandeur. They all eventually say something that gets them killed. But after this man dies, his followers suddenly become just like him. Only they say that their home now is in heaven because they have been born again. People didn't know what that meant. They claimed that their life mission was to tell everybody about him, that he wanted everybody to become his followers, even though he was now dead. They, they said he was alive. 
They claim that after he died, he came back to life. And, and some say they saw him. A lot of people who didn't believe in him said they saw him. So now these people are going around just like he did, telling others that they're doomed because they killed him. Can you believe it? This one seemingly mentally ill crazy guy was delusional and psychotic. And he so transformed his followers that they think they still talk to him, that he guides them. People are killing them and they seem to be okay with it. They just say they're doing what he did, laying down their life for him. A lot of people said this is what happens when you get into a cult. You'll believe anything. Follow anyone. It's like you're in a trance. They say you can't talk sense into anyone. That's how these people were. They called themselves the way. The leaders kicked them out of the temple, took away their jobs, took their money, their stuff, and they just left and said they were going to Samaria and beyond. The crazy thing this guy who died supposedly went up to heaven and get this the people say he's coming back for him a lot of people said who in their right mind would ever believe this stuff hmm and yet that's the story of Jesus a man who walked on earth for 33 years and never traveled more than 200 miles from home a man who came from nowhere nobody town why do you think we're still talking about him today why are there churches in every town? Why did we change even the way we keep track of time measuring B.C. and A.D.? Why have millions of people been martyred for believing him? Why did people fight crusades in his name? Why do people hate him? Who is Jesus and why does he matter? Why does he stir up people if he's been dead for 2,000 years? What made this man different that everyone else who claimed to be the Messiah or led a cult. What made him different? Well, here's what it was. The reason he was different from all the other psychotic Messiah wannabes is because not only did he claim to be God, he did what only God could do, and nobody could deny it. He raised people from the dead, and a lot of people saw it. He healed people who'd been blind and lame since birth, and thousands saw it. He spoke and calmed a horrible storm with just two words. People were stunned. He told people what they were thinking before they said it. He told people what happened and that it happened. He commanded demons, and they feared him and obeyed him and even demons called him the Son of God. His wisdom was clearly beyond that of any human and everyone knew it even when he was 12 years old. He'd speak and food would just get multiplied to feed thousands. But he had a way about him that seemed to be beyond anything in this world. His love, his joy, his peace, his kindness, his compassion just seemed to pour out on him onto others like nobody had ever seen on earth before. It, it did seem to come from somewhere else. But the final kicker was he said he'd be killed and he'd come back to life three days later, and then he did that. Who, who does that? Who can come back from death? Only God could do that. And he appeared to many people over 40 days after his death. 
His tomb was empty. Nobody could figure it out. They couldn't find his body because he was too busy using it. They go to his tomb. Where's his body? And people say, it's over there. He's walking through Jerusalem. Now, here's something to consider. Every time Jesus did something that only God could do, the people who witnessed it could deny it because the miracle really happened. The blind man could now see. The lame man was dancing and the dead man was living. They couldn't deny the miracles. There was something about this man, this God-man that they couldn't ignore. He either drew people towards him or he, they seemed to be pushed away from him. And people said, you know, if God ever really did come to earth, he'd do all the things Jesus did. But the greatest miracle that people can't deny about this unique Messiah man is that people for 2,000 years have seen their lives completely transformed when they finally surrendered and believed in him. People have been set free from drugs and alcohol and greed and lust and sexual confuses and diseases and they've, they've experienced his presence and guidance on a daily moment, moment to moment basis. They develop within them a love for other people, a peace within stressful times, and a desire to use their life to serve others just like he did. And here's the weird thing. They all say that they didn't change. They just became changed inside. Their desires changed. They begin to want the things that God wants. They begin to want to study scripture. They begin to want to pray. They begin to want to connect with God and they couldn't explain how it happened. They just believed Jesus is who he is and will do what he said he'd do. And for the moment they surrendered, they changed. Not, not they changed, that something changed in them. I know because it happened to me. Thank you for letting me tell you about my friend. In the next video, I'm going to talk about why he had to come to earth. What, what could he do on earth that he could never do in heaven? I pray that you get to know my friend. I pray that you get to understand my friend. And most of all, I pray that you love my friend. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you.